0: We are in Exodus 20, and if you want to turn there, Exodus 20, verse 12 is what we're looking at today, and I, you know we swim in a pool of grace. We don't see it a lot of times, but the Lord constantly, over and over in every breath that we take, we are just, we are just in it. It's natural to us, we think kind of we're improving and evaluating the worth of our lives. And so so we get what we have this morning and we've been slowing down. And I have to confess, I don't like it. This is... is, uh, I want to do something else. Because these are hard. The Ten Commandments are hard. They keep exposing us. I don't really like preaching them i i'm tasked as a pastor trying to open your eyes and mind to how incredibly horrible we are yuck can we just say kumbaya and go on can we just move away from this stuff you know it's it's not pretty these very simple statements that that don't seem like they're heavy and then you open them up you unpack it and each one's like well let's look at this area of your life and it's on fire let's look at this area it's a smoking ruin Let's look at this one. And you say, well, Dex, that's not my life. Oh. Oh, shall we honor you a little? Let's show you the problem with that. That's a little what we're doing today. Each one of these is a killer, uh, how we're doing in ourselves. These commands are not enablements. They're, They're not achievable things. These commands are impossibilities. The commands of the Ten Commandments, the easy, straightforward, simple. It's not a ladder to climb. It's, it's one of those trash compactors, car compactors, right? I am I, I, I reminded, do you guys ever see Star Wars? That's kind of a famous movie, and they're in that, that trash compactor thing, and there are the walls are closing in. And, 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 and in the movie, they get an escape pod. They get out. But there's no getting out for us. We just, you know, that would be the end of the movie, squish squish done and that's kind of the ten commandments They, they accuse us they don't seem like it these commands we make them sound all reasonable but that's not what jesus did he didn't make them sound reasonable he hammers them into our hearts to show that his standard is in the sky so these Ten Commandments, they reveal our need. It's uncomfortable for us. We've sort of unconsciously built our identity on, on how we externally keep a lot of these things, or at least we kind of show that we do. And, and so when we're shown that we're wrong, I, man, I, I'm, I, I act like I'm righteous and strong and right. And when I'm shown that I'm wrong and weak and bad, all of a sudden I'm not as excited about the whole thing. This is why I say we all need grace and we all swim in grace, is because actually, I don't deserve to take a breath. If it's true that you don't do the Ten Commandments, you don't do what God has told you to do, your Creator, then the fact that you even have the thousands of things that God blesses you with, isn't that grace? we fail we lie we hide we're impatient we're selfish we hold grudges we are slow to forgive we're proud we manipulate people we control things we're greedy we're more bothered by other people's sins than our sins right we looked. We, we looked at this last week a little bit. It, we, we, our identity is so off, and and it gets exposed when you start thinking what what makes you really angry. And so you know, the, this kind of stuff. If you're afraid to let anyone see your weakness, then your identity is around being strong, right? If if you really are have trouble with admitting that that you really do bad things, then your identity is not being good. If if you if you're very defensive when you're criticized. I don't want to say that because I am. And that exposes me, I have my identity on being right, on, on my idea of fairness. So the, the God's law gets in there, right? It exposes these other areas we build our lives on, and they're not, it's not right. That's what we've been looking at in the Ten Commandments and in Exodus chapter 20. How it exposes us and leaves us in, with this place of saying, well, well wh- where's our hope? And then our hope is actually in the good news that's outside of us. But if, if you never get there, if you don't have this feeling like we're supposed to be pushed to this radical humility, it's not a humility of, oh, I'm so humble, I'm gonna be a servant. It's the humility of, I really don't deserve anything. Your mind gets transformed when that happens. Because something good comes your way. You're like, this is so cool. I didn't deserve it. Look how kind God is to me. So I want to show you that with this command. And on the surface of it, you're like, oh, well, this one, it doesn't really maybe even apply to me. If you look at it and and try and literally go into it, honor your father and mother. (laughs) I, I actually talked to several people this week, and all of them, they were all joking, I think, I think. But all of them said, oh, I'll have to make sure my kids come. Because I want my kids to hear this one. This is the one I want to hear. That's just exposing you, because this command is about you. It says, honor your father and mother. But I want to get my kids here, because I want them to learn to honor me. I'd like to get a little honor here, you know. (laughs) Kids, come on down. And this is exactly the opposite. It's you honor. Honor your parents. They're really interesting. It strips us of our our fig leaves, we're going to see. It leaves us kind of naked and and, and, and afraid, but only then do we see this amazing wonder of the righteousness of Christ that we actually get. So I want to show you, this this is it. It's a matter of honor. And honor is an amazing concept, and it's super important in the culture they were in, the Israelites, and it's not unimportant in our culture and we long for it. So let's look at the command. Here it is. Honor your father and mother, verse 12, that your days may be long in the land that Yahweh your God is giving you. Okay, well, that, that's it, right? That's not uh, difficult to understand, I don't think. But I want to examine it for a minute understand what it is and then what it's after and then, and then to level the heart in this. It's pretty simple to honor. The word means to give weight to. It doesn't mean obey slavishly. That's not what it means. It's like your parents said something, you got to do it. No. It says, means give weight to, give respect to, deeply value, glorify even in a deep sense, right? So, so this idea of deep respect, really you could say, put them first. Put them above you. Honor your father and mother. Give weight to them. And there's this promise attached to it right right there, which the New Testament authors echo too, that your days may be long in the land that Yahweh your God is giving you. If you'll honor your parents, respect them, give weight to them, follow their leadership, it will go well with you. Well, that is good. Does that make sense to you? yeah it should make sense to you here he is and god is giving these commands to israel and he's giving these commands to the parents then they have little kids and they're going to pass this on but the parents did what they saw the plagues they saw the miracles of God. They saw God split the Red Sea and the armies ran and they came back over them and they killed the whole army. They saw God fight for them. They saw these miracles of God. And so here they are. They're going, you know what? This, we're in the midst of this most remarkable season that has ever been and we are experiencing it. And so, what does God want them to do? Tell your kids don't lose this amazement. It's a testimony of the generation that would go into the promised land. They were given the land by God who fought for Israel, and this generation followed God. Right? They were given instructions to teach their kids. In fact, in the a, a parallel passage to this in, in Deuteronomy 5, and then there's this next chapter, Deuteronomy 6, and, and God says this, he says to them about their kids, right? When your son asks you in time to come, Dad, Mom, Mom, What is the meaning of the testimonies and the statutes and the rules that Yahweh your God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And and Yahweh showed signs and wonders great and grievous against Egypt and against Pharaoh and against all his household before our eyes. And he brought us out from there that he might bring us in and give us the land that he swore to give to our fathers. Well, that's cool. And so the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear Yahweh our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as we are to that this day. Now that's going ahead. Well, that makes total sense, right? Are you with me, kind of? Say, okay, God gives me this command. Hey, respect, honor, listen to, give weight to what your parents say, because, because if you do, you'll hear the amazing testimony of how I took care of them. And I'm giving you this land, and you want to hear from them. That's super important that you need to hear this. So it gives them this blanket piece of, listen to them. How'd they do? Well, I know that the generation... That he's talking to, or some of them didn't get to go in, but some of the people he's talking to are actually old enough to almost be parents, and so there's the next generation after that that's going to go into the land all Joshua's people, and then the next generation after that, and this doesn't this command doesn't go away. So are they telling their kids? Are they kids listening? Are this whole generational piece of passing on the beauty and wonder of what God's done? Here's uh, Judges. It starts the cycle, it's beginning in Judges. After that generation were gathered to their fathers, there arose another generation after them who did not know Yahweh or the work that he'd done for Israel. Yeah, it's called the kids and the grandkids. And there's the great-grandkids. Cycles go on, right? What does it say about them? The people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And they served the Baals. That's uh, idolatry, right? So here's the thing. They didn't. It's so like they didn't, they didn't say, so, well, they didn't do their job and passing not. No, no, the command was for them to honor their parents, to wait them, to hear them, to understand this amazing story of what God had done for them. And, and they 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 didn't. Happens over and over. Judges is just to start. Judges starts like with a spiral and it starts spiraling down and down and down and down. And pretty soon everybody's just doing what's right in their own eyes. This is the story. Eventually, God kicks Israel out of the land. They didn't do the Sabbath. What was the promise again? Wait, honor, respect, lift up your parents because then your life will be long in the land that God has given you. And so by definition, their lives are not going to be long in the land. God's going to kick them out. They, They don't honor their parents. That's okay, right? It's okay to say, There's a lack of honor. There's a lack of honor. I like this picture. What, what, what does that mean? So what, what, what does it mean then? I, I was, they didn't do it, but it doesn't sound very hard. I'm going to do it. Just define it for me rightly, and, and I'll do it. And as I say that, I echo several people in the New Testament who came up to Jesus and said, Would you define for me? Who are my parents exactly? Give me a list of what it means to honor. I'll do it. Well, kids, you, what does it mean to honor? What is he getting at as he says it? I want to say three things to make sure you understand. The first thing is this, and and it, it gets at what's going on here. There are no caveats to this statement. Let that sink in for a minute there are no caveats to this statement i i grew up i don't know about you i grew up with loving parents they talked to me about god we went to church they they loved me they they did all amazing things for me many of my friends can't say that their parents didn't make them feel safe or loved or taught about god parents that were not honorable so it's easy you'd say for someone who has loving parents than unloving, maybe unkind, or harsh, or demanding, or whatever, not right. And, and you realize I'm, I realize I'm not saying you have to obey them. and say tell you something wrong. But I'm saying you've got to honor them. And you say, well, that's easy for you to say, Dax. You had honorable parents. Right? And when I do that, I'm automatically doing something that's against this command. What is that? I'm bringing in this idea that honoring is because of What? Deservedness. Honoring is because of deservedness. If they deserve honor, you give honor. Right? That, that, that's what is going on. It's easy to honor a mom or a dad if they're worthy of the honor. Like, like the reason we don't honor rightly is because people aren't honorable. Honorable people we honor because they're obviously deserving of the honor. We have a hard time respecting people who aren't respectable. So the idea becomes, yeah, you know, i um, I would honor my parents when they're honorable. That's not the command, right? This command has little to do whether parents are deserving of honor, nothing to do with whether they deserved it. It's intended to expose your propensity to honor yourself. That's the second comment I want to make sure you see. This is about me and you, not other people. Because the issue was me. My struggle to honor my parents was an issue with me. It's always an issue with ourselves. This is the law of God. It doesn't it'll just expose others. It does, but it mostly exposes you. Don't you remember? Don't you see how <laughs> you struggled with what your mom and dad asked you to do? Like, like if your mom and dad... If you don't have one, you're not off the hook. You had people in authority over you. When someone in authority over you wants to do something, wants tells you something, interacts with you, is your 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 response is one of honoring and lifting up and respecting and putting them ahead of you. I had a wonderful loving mom and dad. I remember throwing myself into this command, and I struggled i'll tell you what though i did so much better than my brothers sorry brothers if you're watching this today man i hopped up off the dinner table to wash the dishes my mom dad said something i jumped over to did it the best i could inside i was going i just don't understand why they're asking me to do this i don't get it i don't like it but i'm gonna do it was i really honoring them well, the idea isn't that I'm better than other people at showing honor, that I'm better than other people at doing a few things that might superficially look like I'm doing. The, the question is, am I really honoring my mom and dad? Or people you know who are over you, who have power over you. you, you let me tell you, I know you because I know me. You don't like it. Because I hear the exact things now from my kids. My kids. You just don't get me. You don't really understand what's going on. This isn't fair. You don't understand where I'm coming from. Or or, or even we're sort of a blank stare, right? Choosing not to engage, isolating, going in, listening to earbuds. And the idea isn't, boy, if we could just get rid of earbuds, then everything would be solved. We could just get rid of all these phones, man. They just distract people. No, the reason why phones are a problem are because of the heart of the people listening to the phones. Right? Over and over and over. This command says, honor your father and your mother. It means all the time, in every way, without stopping. There's no impatience. There's no disrespect. There's no anger. There's no distancing. There's no ignoring, ever. Without... Any hint ever of determining worthiness. There goes my mom again. Stop. How dishonoring. Right? It is not conditional honor. The real reason we struggle with honoring others, we struggle. We sometimes think the reason is is because they aren't honorable. Like, I'm having a hard time respecting the person because they're not respectable. I don't honor my my dad, man. He gets drunk. So I don't honor him. No, this command unmasks that to honor someone is to put them ahead of you. You don't get to judge at all. You consider them before you consider yourself. You show respect to every person all the time, regardless of whether they're respectable. And so to honor someone means showing respect to them all the time, without exception, without regard, To whether they're respectable. That's this command. Always giving up your place for them. Always discomforting yourself to make them comfortable, always without exception. I believe the command is to parents, particularly because they are the most obvious, easily seen people who are over you. Almost everybody has at least somebody they remember as a parent in that role. Right? We've got parent figures, unless you grew up in the wilderness with wolves. So you have the experience of having someone who knows more than you telling you what to do, and then you have the command of God says, you honor them. Well, I, I, I try. I, I, I think we hate it. I mean, you can say, Dax, I disagree with you. I love it, but but then, um, what am I longing for? Is for my parents to honor me. What I'm longing for is for other people to honor me. What I really want is my mom and dad to say, "You did a great job honoring me, Dax." What's that? Giving me honor. What, What am I after? I'm after me advancing in this culture of honor, so that I get to a place where people are actually honoring me. To say what a great kid i was to how they were really amazed at at, at you and h- how you were more than they ever hoped for and to lift you up kid and and honestly they do that if you do that you'll definitely respond with honor <laughs> i have no trouble somebody says oh man pastor you're amazing you do so much let me just honor you i'll honor him right back <laughs> oh yeah this this is a good one <laughs> good egg <laughs> What we boil this down to too often in a, in a sense, this one command, we boil it down to this is a discipline to say you should do this outwardly. You should work on this. You can accomplish it, right? But, but if, you, if you're doing that, many times what you're wanting is a definition. I wanna, I wanna get to define this so that I can say I accomplished it. And, and so then what Jesus did with this gets really important because that's my third thing is, is that Jesus raised this bar w- way higher than I can do what do I mean well in, in, a, in a couple ways one is is he raised it up he raised it in so let's go up first is if you take the Sermon on the Mount which is Jesus is talking about the Ten Commandments and you take what how does Jesus talk about honoring and then the, the little passage that talks about honoring the most is talking about you really honoring who you think through anybody can think through and think what is that when Jesus said that and, and I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll tell you we'll go there It's about honoring your enemies, right? I say to you, this is Matthew chapter five. This is the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus, I say to you, don't resist the one who's evil. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other cheek. If anyone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. What is he saying? He's saying if someone who is against you wants you to do something, what what do you do? You do it. What's that called? Honoring them. If your enemy says, give me your cloak, say, oh, of course, of course, I'm nothing. You're everything. Let me have have another cloak. Right? That's what Jesus is doing. So he's going up with this. He goes, well, honor them as they use you wrongly. These people who you know are against you. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, yuck. Because I know for my parents, when they did something really wrong, they said, man, that's wrong. I'm standing against that. But I was supposed to honor them. and said, well, they're my family. I'm going to try to do the best I can. But now it's enemies. I'm going to fight them. I'm going to stand against them. I'm going to show them that they're wrong and I'm right. And instead, here's the Savior of the world, my Savior, and He says, You have an enemy, honor them. Just in case you think for a split second that you do that. <laughs> You realize, right, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount and the Ten Commandments, he doesn't just command it externally, he's commanding it into your heart. What does that mean? It means I have to want it. I have to want to honor them all the time in every way. Giving honor doesn't have anything to do with someone who deserves honor. It has to do with your heart and posture, not, not theirs. It should show us how often we don't keep the command, not just with parents, but with everyone. Do you know what comes natural for me? To put myself first and to judge whether or not someone needs honor, and I'll give it to them again. But if they're my enemy, I'm not doing that. And I have a very limited range for how I'll do that with even people I know. I have to agree that what they're doing is Okay. To honor someone for doing something wrong. <laughs> and then I got it. This heart stuff, it kills me. It should kill you too. Even parents. Oh, so now I'm taking an example of a parent for me. Let's take a mom. Here's a mom. And she slaves over her kids. She's taking care of her kids. She's doing laundry and cooking meals and thinking, I'm doing this for them. And well, but there's this underlying reason mixed in, you know. There's this underlying piece of, man, I want them to honor me. I'm getting something out of this. When the whole issue of honoring is, is to not honor yourself. You're honoring the other. And, and it's totally selfless based. And here you are lifting up someone else. Which by definition not lifting you up too. And yet we can't get away from it. We want some affirmation. We want a pat on the back. We want a job well done. That's not wrong. Except that's not this command. Do selflessly Honor. I, I, I'm a dad, and the same way I work, I slave away, you know. Yeah, like this is slavery. But I work, and, and I work to so provide for my family. And here I am lying stuff down for my family. I would like them to give me a little honor for that. That's one <laughs> missionary I know. <laughs> Every time he came in from work, he would take off his feet, his feet, would, kids would give him a, a foot rub. I'm not asking that of my kids. <laughs> But a thank you would be nice. What do I want? I want some honor. I would like some. I think it's deserved. And when others don't meet it, I start to get justified in my resentment and anger for children that don't do what they should do and don't follow this command. When I'm exemplifying the reality that none of us follow this command. Why? Because I want to claim honor. There's a reason why in the New Testament it says, hey, hey, give honor to the, to the ones that have no honor because we're in a whole different system here now, you guys. Everybody's failed. We yearn for recognition and respect. We notice and want to be noticed when we do good things, when we're smart, when we're generous, when we're beautiful, when, when we're competent, when we're successful. When we're, oh, man, if we are ever overlooked... Or unrecognized, I feel dishonored. When someone gets credit for something I've done, I feel dishonored. Don't you? When someone doesn't respond, when we give to them, we feel dishonored. I'm not condemning you for that. I'm the same way. The law condemns you for that. The law of God does. God says this is not how you're to be. You're to be totally not about your own honor. You're about giving honor to others. Your your parents is a great example of this. But it goes into your heart. And your heart doesn't want to honor unconditionally. It wants to be the judge. So honor your undeserving parents in all ways. And the issue is, we don't honor anyone over ourselves. In our heart. We crave honor from other people. We feel like as if we need honor, we need it to live. The command to give honor exposes that we're addicted to getting honor. We're addicted to getting honor. That's bad news, you guys. That's an inescapable problem. And, and you know it like I know it, right? Fighting to be honored and respected. One pastor says, says it this way. He says, it makes life heavy. And he says, He says it's enslaving our need to get respect and credit, honor and affirmation. It is exhausting. It is tiresome living life to get these things from other people. It is a heavy way to live, needing our opinions to win the day, our thoughts to carry the room, our reputation to get ahead. This is burdensome. Life is harder, not easy when there's pressure to get to the front, to be recognized, to win, to get the spotlight. It robs us of life. This is the law at work. Not because it isn't right, oh, you should be an honoring person of your parents, but because it's exposing you're not an honoring person. In fact, you want to be the honored one. Honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. That's the statement. And their days that God, the people God is talking to, their days ended. Because they did not honor their parents. In your heart, you don't either. The Ten Commandments always accuse. They don't affirm you. So they accuse you of seeking your own honor inside, your own acknowledgement of your hard work, acknowledgement of your sacrifices. Even parents want to use this command to obtain for themselves honor from the kids that they crave. And, and that's what's accusing you. You don't get low. I won't go down can't get rid of myself, my ego, my my, my pride. I I can work on it. I can act like it. But I can't get rid of all of it. That's this command. So, tax. What do we do? This is what I'm supposed to be. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled. Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. I see it. That's another way of saying this. It's, it's saying, man, if I would just not ever worry about exalting myself at all, if I would just be humble. I never met that person. Honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land that I have given you. And yet I don't deserve that not in that land, but I've got eternal life, don't you? Why do I have eternal life? That's because there's good news in the midst. This is why we swim in grace, you guys. This is We are, whether, whether we see it or not, the wonder of the law is that it opens our eyes, if you'll take it in with me, to the grace we're breathing because we don't deserve a single breath. We don't deserve a single blessing, a, a single joy, a single thing, and yet we have eternal life. What happened? Jesus told a parable about this. Do you remember? He told a parable. It's one you might be familiar with in Luke 15, and he told this parable about the son who dishonored his father, wished he was dead, said, "Give me your stuff." Surprisingly, the father does, and the guy goes off to this foreign land, and he spends all the stuff, and he ends up with the with the Gentiles, right, eating pig slop. It's like total dishonor, and rightly so, man. The guy should die, and and then the father rightly say, "Man, I was right all along, and this dishonoring son kicking to the curb." And the kid, when he's there and he's he's, he's sitting there, and he's thinking and he's going, "Oh, oh, I remember that I had enough to eat. Maybe I'll go back and I'll just be a slave. I'm not a son anymore. Not nothing." And, and and so he comes back to, to say to his father, you know, I'm such a screw up, I don't I don't deserve anything. I, I'm an honored you and even a tiny bit, and, and and I'm not saying I'm getting anything. I, I just I, I'm wondering if you have a slave position for me. You know the story, right? From a long way off. The father runs to him, he puts a puts a, the, the robe on, he puts the shoes on, he puts the ring on him, says, my, my son is home, and he gives him what? Honor. A gift from God of honor. In the meantime, there's another son still standing there, right? You know how the story ends. There's another son still standing there. And what is he? He's mad. Why? Because he should be honoring me. This is our Savior. This is the Son of God talking. This is the only honor you're going to get. It's the honor I give you. You don't deserve it even a t- This is what mercy and grace is. Mercy because of the dad he, he, another kid, the older son he, he thought he deserved something from the father, so the, the the story ends with the father looking at him and pleading, Stop, will you be humbled that 's our life these commands expose us they are light bulbs they are flashlights they are crushing and they point to these incredible mercy because there actually is one son who stood in our place who suffered and died because he loves us sinners all he offers mercy and forgiveness and hope his life for us right we we know this is the preciousness of the message this is the message this is the actual gospel the good news the one who gives honor, the one who said to his dad, look what, look what Jesus said to his, to his father. Do I have it there? I got it somewhere. Come on up. This is Jesus in the in, in garden of Gethsemane. He's about to go die because the father says go do it. And he says, he says, my father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. This is unfair. This shouldn't happen. Why should they kill me? I don't deserve to die. Not, not, not even a hint of that in anything Jesus ever says. He, he says, uh, I don't want to do this. Who wants to suffer and die? But, but Father, if it's your will. Wow! This is perfection. Perfection. And he meant it. And and so what we do is we look to him and live. We get his righteousness for us. We get his salvation that covers us. His blood covering our sin and forgiving us because we need forgiveness, you see. None of us deserve any honor. Honor? So I invite you this morning to step into the pool. You're in it already, I guess, to open your eyes, that you're actually in a pool of grace. You don't deserve a single thing. And here's a God who has adored you and loves you and continues to be patient with you. And instead of seeking your own honor, see that you do. Be humbled. (laughs) and receive this amazing king. Here's what Revelation says of him. I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb that's Jesus be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever hey we don't deserve honor and it gets exposed by the ten commandments but we have the honorable one and he adores us let's pray Lord thank you for this um Exposing command. Lord, forgive me that I often think I have kept this. I deserve honor. Forgive me for imposing on other people. Forgive me, Lord, forgive us for constantly seeking after our own honor. Lord, open our eyes to the wonder of mercy, the depth of grace the salvation that you give us, you who are honorable and are high, who became nothing for us. Lord, we don't become you, we receive you, and we receive you this morning. Thank you for your mercy. In Jesus' precious name, amen.